And we are back. Stadium Drive Podcast. What's going on? I'm Hudgens. I'm here with Joe and Brad. What's up? What's up? What's up, dude? What's up? What's up? How are uh, how are things going without sports? Day what forty five now or something? I don't know. Too long. Man, dude, it's wild. NASCAR's coming back. No fans though. May seventeenth. You know what Not I've been sport, doing? Brad. Not a sport, Brad. Not a sport, Brad. They Ooh. could lose up to ten pounds during a, uh, a race. That is true. But um, you know what I've been doing a lot? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know what I've been doing a lot since there's no sports, and that that's manscaping. Okay, yeah, brothers. Okay, <laughs> this is what you gotta do. You go to manscape.com, use our promo code Stadium for twenty percent off, plus free shipping. That is manscape.com. Stadium drive. Stadium is the promo code. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Manscaped.com, stadium is the promo code, 20% off plus free shipping. It's late. I'm losing my mind. Manscaped's got a ton of great products. Get yourself the perfect package 3.0. It's everything you need plus some. So, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Jason Campbell interview earlier went went pretty well. Super cool guy. Ten-year NFL vet, former Auburn Tiger quarterback. Undefeated Tiger. Undefeated. Fun. Shouts out. Shout out the wife. She's a big uh, War Eagle fan. Or I don't know if they're an eagle or a tiger. We should ask them about that. I mean, that's we should have. ridiculous. She's going to cuss me out when she Pick hears Pick a this. mascot. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's talk about some news, which or lack thereof. There really hasn't been anything that's happened. Uh, your boy Winston got signed. My boy in a perfect situation. Perfect situation for Jameis. I think he sits for a year. Sean Payton, he learns under Sean Payton, Drew Brees. One-year contract, $1.1 million? Yeah, I mean – I would be so happy with that. People are are – understood. People are downplaying that and all. I've signed a $1.1 contract right now, $1.1 million contract right now. He doesn't got to get hit. Yeah. I mean, there's incentives to the deal too, but it just shows you that – He's 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 more focused on becoming a better player. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, he knows that after this year, he'll hopefully get a a lot of money in, in a contract. So yeah, I'm me being a Miami fan. I should naturally I should be a a, a hater, which I am. Screw him. But <laughs> despite that, he is he's betting on himself, and it's actually smart. It is actually. Yeah, a I mean, smart I think move. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I think that's off to Jameis Winston. I mean, taking that yeah. little of a money when he, he could go be a backup anywhere, really, and, and get a lot more money like other backups in the league. But looking for his future, I think it's smart. It is yeah, smart. and the Saints are ready to win now, and the dumpster fire that's happening in Pittsburgh is not a suitable place for him to be, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Drew Brees is old. He got hurt last year. You never know. Um, so, yeah, it's, he's it's like – He's like, excuse me, sir, $1.1 million and I'm a backup? I don't have to do anything? Like, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. So, I live in New Orleans, eat, you know. Gumbo? Boys and gumbo. I mean, it's a great, great situation. Street, take me back. Oh, 
That's for another uh, podcast. Jameis <laughs> does not need to go to Bourbon Street. That'd my home. Bad. My second home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I'm not a. I'm not a Bourbon Street guy. It smells like shit and piss is what it. <laughs> they street sweep it every night. They clean it. It's fine. There ain't no way, dude. There I was is, there till five no a.m. There's, yeah. no there's no nights. There's nothing. No nights or days. Nothing shuts off. No. The only thing that's wild is that you can get beers in the middle of the day for like, it seems like a dollar. A it's like, yeah. And then yeah. as soon as the sun goes down, they're like, oh, they're drunk. Let's charge them fifteen dollars for beer. <laughs> Yeah. What are we doing? We're like, there you go. Yeah. So the only time I was ever in New Orleans was uh got a bullet hole right to the back windshield. So I haven't been back since. So Lord. Yeah, not 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 a good time. Wild. Cool. Shout out Um, Brent Brock. Shout out. Oh Brent. Brent Tholomew. Um (laughs) besides that, what have like seriously, what have you guys been doing? Or watching, watching with no sports. What what have you guys been watching? Ninety Day Fiance is one. Stop, we talked about that last. Bread. Pillow talking, Stop. dude. Pillow talking. Hilarious. Have you been watching that, or did you? No, me? I've been watching it. Yeah, I've been watching it. Manny's hair and all. Like that no, dude. No <laughs> neck. No neck is the best. No neck, dude. <laughs> I don't have a clue what any of this shit means. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with what my boy Lawrence Tyne said and said. Uh, that's some creepy shit. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. <laughs> it's so funny, though. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy who's been to the Ukraine like four times, and every time he goes, the girl just stands him up. Like, she's never there waiting for him, and he keeps on going over and over. Like, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Jeez, dude. And yeah, No it's... Neck. Did you see my Snapchat? Oh, it was No Neck. He's yeah. speaking to him in, like, whatever she is. Like Filipino or something. <laughs> Gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> he's saying, watch it. and she's like, "You're ugly." He's like, and he's like, "Oh, I hope that means I love you." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta watch it, Hudgens. You gotta watch that. The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Get into it, man. We I ain't can't. got sports. I can't. No sports. I've been watching. What have I been watching? Well, I've been watching The Last Dance. That's great. Love yeah, it yeah, every good. Sunday. You get it for two hours, and then you got nothing else for the rest of the week. That is true. But. Um, my wife started watching some weird like nurse show on Netflix. I'm not. I'm not watching that. Did Outer, y'all see? Speaking of oh, Outer Banks, you. I want to watch that. Outer but Banks was good. The Last Dance. Did y'all see where Isaiah Thomas said that Michael Jordan was the fourth best player? Yeah. What? <laughs> Stop. It's ridiculous thing ever. They hate each other though. So hate each other. Yeah. Which I would Michael have, Jordan's I would a have savage. Loved, I would have loved to like watch basketball back in the day. It seems like it was just so much better than it is now. Like fights and Dude. yeah, think about now where they like push and shove and they get suspended. That was no. like they were stepping on dudes. Like no. a buddy of mine at work who is considerably older than I is a giant Larry Bird fan, and he's like, Larry Bird does not get the credit that he deserves. He was telling me – it was actually today. He was telling me something about Bird was playing some team, and he, like, went into the team before the game and was like, hey, I'm going to shoot left-handed all night. He went out and scored, like, 42 points left-handed or something like that. Dang. I have yeah. a He's got, like, three or four fingers that he can't extend fully. They're, like, just hooked. Um, 
Huh. Wow. I have a feeling I would have hated the Pistons back in the day. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, no, Joe, you would like of, the Pistons. No. Yeah. No, you, you, you're, you're, a, you're the guy that's – you would have liked the bad boy lifestyle of the Pistons. No. I think I would have been a Celtics fan. Think so? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. Bird. Bird, McHale. How, what shitty, a, what how a, shitty were the Hawks? I'd probably just be a Hawks fan. What I, what I love about that is they – back then they just kept their team. Like they just stayed. Everybody stayed, and they like built their team. And except for like Rodman, he went to the Bulls. But I mean, the it wasn't like what they what is like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out Rodman, dude. That dude's wild. That dude said deuces. I gotta take a vacation. <laughs> just turn this for forty eight hours. They were like, hours. Jordan was like, he's not coming back. Yes, he's coming. Back. <laughs> yeah. He's not gonna come back. <laughs> just chilling with Carmen Electra. I mean, yeah. that's – Phil Jackson would have been the coolest coach to have, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, Phil Jackson seems super cool. He, I didn't never liked him when he was a Lakers coach because I'm a Celtics fan, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He seems he awesome. Like, he used to like trip acid and stuff. <laughs> Wild. Native, big on Native American culture was pretty cool. Didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying that. Besides that, boy, I haven't been – I haven't – really watched a, a ton of stuff i've tried the whole to thing uh, is like keeping up with like updates on if there's going to be a season or yeah. things like that they said nhl back in december that's a long time from now still that is a long i haven't heard anything about i mean a couple things about mlb having fans in june but i haven't heard i haven't like really looked uh too deep in that that seems too early but whatever i've been following um, recruiting too they said soccer is going to have uh, cardboard cutout fans. You seen that? If 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 soccer for some reason gets canceled and Liverpool doesn't win the championship, I'm I might go on suicide watch. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be so devastated. It's it's backstory. Oh, Liverpool hasn't won the championship in 30 years. They're two wins away with like. 13. So you're essentially like a Georgia fan. I no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but they they're 27 points up. If they were to cancel the season and say, "All right, the season's void," I would lose my mind. So that that a lot of thought during the day goes into that. But other than that, like I said, I'm following recruiting. Um, Tennessee is. Oof. Out of nowhere, just getting five-star recruits, like Dude. three a day. Pruitt must have got a small business loan. Let me tell you. Yeah. Pruitt's dropping bags. And, uh, I, you know, shout out to Rocky Top Recruiting for sliding in the DM and was like, we're about to get a five-star linebacker today, which I didn't see if the supposed five-star linebacker committed yeah. or not. Yeah, did he? They, did. they got the number one recruit, number one running back, Juco. And they got a five star out of Florida. Um, who was it? Was it Terrence? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. Jeez. Yeah. That's Terrence Lewis. That sucks. He calls himself the Wolf because everybody wants to be the goat until a wolf shows up. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if Tennessee's class is gonna stick. It's still super early. Yeah, I, I mean know. it I mean those guys are getting paid if if true small you, business loan. 
Tennessee's Tennessee hasn't won forever. They weren't good last year, so it's like, hmm, they're all of a sudden getting all these five stars. Like, come on, yeah, not stupid. Pruitt, no problem. Shapiro is out of prison and like uh, he's he's with Tennessee. Shapiro, Shapiro out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only. They have to have a Shapiro in their program right now. They just have to. I don't know. All right, nice talking to you guys. This was the stadium. <laughs> Shout out, kids. <laughs> Shapiro, needs a, Shapiro needs a comeback south, dude. I'll take some cheating for some winning. Oh, yeah. We all would. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's – dude, I – God, it's it's hell. There's nothing – there's no sports. I'm just keeping up with news, keeping up with some recruiting. I've changed my opinion. They're going to have fo- college football. Thank you. Finally, but I'm gonna be pissed because it's gonna be with no. It's gonna be with either little fans or no fans. Well, if it's no fans, you can, you can hang out with us on Saturdays. Man. But I, I like going to games. Like if if I can't go to the game, I don't want to watch Florida State lose on TV. I rather watch them lose. In- wow. <laughs> I guess you got a good point. At yeah. least you can time a hot chop and have fun for a little while, and then. Go yeah, home. If I went to the game and it's like, okay, I'm surrounded by other Florida State fans who are miserable. Now I have to watch on TV by myself. True, true. And we got to make that gift go viral. That we have to make the Florida State gift go, go viral where you're shaking your head. <laughs> I forgot about that. I know some people, dude. I know some people that's got a lot of followers. We can make that happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I'm one of those that if my team's not good, I don't watch like like if, if my team loses I don't watch the next game whoever plays after like I'm miserable I feel bad I don't want to watch the good mm. oh I, I say that I go I'm like you know screw the damn I'm not watching no fucking game effing game kid show, kid show. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not watching another game and then Saturday I'm like wiping my tears and watching another game. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll watch Florida State, but, like – Oh, you're I'm saying not, you're not going to watch another football – like, another – Yeah, college, I don't like want to watch a team. good team play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, still, I, yeah. I probably watched – with Florida State being terrible the last couple of years, I maybe watched, like, five or six other games. Yeah. Like I just don't watch college football. I get that. I, I get that. I'll have it – I'll have it, like, on my TV – and then I'll just be on Twitter the whole time cussing out the coaching staff. <laughs> and, like, I say mean thing. I get crazy on Twitter during football season. I, I'd say a bunch of stuff I go back and delete. Fun fact, that's why we started this podcast. Is It, it was originally going to be a Florida State, Miami. We both – our both teams suck, so we're just going to talk that's about how bad. bad our teams suck. <laughs> but we've, we've expanded and we're this huge podcast now. Just Mainstream. Wow. Yeah. But we can also we could also always go back to our roots and talk about how bad we suck. Yeah. Brad just wants the Giants to go eight and eight this year. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Stop. Eight and eight. Not just eight and eight. I'd like to see eight and eight. That'd be a jump from last year and the year before. I would like to see it. If they do better than that, that's fine. Ten wins would be great. But my skins are getting ten wins. That's guaranteed. I just love watching Miami play Virginia Tech. Stop. That's, that's what I love to watch. Ouch. So, I'm just I'll kidding. I like, I like watching them play in uh, Miami against Virginia. I was so mad. Yeah. Made up. Yeah. We've talked about this on the podcast. You got me back. We're good. Let's just roll on from here. Triple play. What's up? Triple play. All right. So, 
somebody, Joe, tell the people that don't know about triple play what the triple play is. Okay. We haven't did it in a few weeks. So we haven't. We months. haven't. We haven't done a triple play in a while. We, Since Corona happened. Yeah. So wow. We are doing a triple play. Triple play is basically we're drafting a team, and then we have Twitter vote on who they think is the best team. So not necessarily like if there's one guy that you think is the best. You you have to vote on who do you think has the best team, best overall. Yeah. We have three picks. We pick a random topic. This week we're doing a draft bust since the draft just happened, and that's really the only thing that's, that's going on in the sports world. So we decided to do our top draft bust. And we're just doing NFL. We, we thought about doing NBA, MLB, whatever, but it's just NFL draft bust. That's, yeah. that's what's going on in the world. I was hoping I was hoping it would be all sports because like my number one was going to be uh, Odin Greg Odin. Greg Odin. I knew that that when you asked that I was like he wants to take Greg Odin. I knew it. But who else was I going to take after that NBA was? You know what I mean? David up uh, the uh not David but Bowie the guy who drafted before Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, true. That's the I've never biggest heard of that guy in my life. That's so, true. Yeah, that's true. He's super bust. Darko Milicic or whatever he was a bust. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's some. There's some. There's but. some. Yeah. Um. So yeah, who goes first? Uh, Playing rock paper scissors. Sure. Rock paper scissors for. It? All right. How are we gonna do this? All three of us at the same time. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, this it's is single good. elimination. Oh, if if me and Joe throw rock and Brad throws. Okay, got it. Fuck. Like, how it, are we it. gonna do this? <laughs> good show. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. I I'll go want second. you to go first. I'll, I'll go, second. go second. Damn it. I'll go third then. Let's do it. Okay. We'll do that. Right. Cool. Hold on. Let me pick my my list up. Joe, this is going on YouTube and your hair looks a mess. <laughs> I, look, I look like Ryan Gosling. To the stop. All right. <laughs> um, my first pick is going to be – this is not I don't want first pick. I don't want first pick. I'll take first. No, nah, he's got it. No, nah. no, we I don't we... want first pick. I'll take first pick. Okay, Hudgens got first pick. Brad's got second. I'll take third. No, no, no. I got third. I got third on lock. Okay, I'll take second. Go, Hudgens. All right. The first pick in the NFL draft bust triple play is none other than the arguably the biggest bust in the entire world, Jamarcus Russell, out of LSU. Okay. The dude, he went number one overall in 2007. He fumbled 25 times in two years. <laughs> wow. 25 times in two years. He threw 18 career touchdown passes, 23 career interceptions. Absolutely horrible. The What was it? The Oakland Raiders coaching staff used to send him, like, blank tapes and ask him if he watched game film. And he would be like, yeah, coach, I watch game film. Like, he got no. fat. No, you didn't. Yeah. That's a great pick because he had all the skill at LSU. Yeah, and man. Then he, was, he was a ball. He was just lazy. This, that's what it comes down to is just laziness. He was balling. Check his numbers. So, yeah, that's my first pick, Jamarcus Russell. Okay. Um, my first pick is going to be Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, I mean, that's just the classic. I think Manning went after him, right after him. Or, no, before Manning him. went right before him. Yeah, Manning went right but, before him. I mean, the guy out of Washington State, he was 
supposed to be this this great quarterback, and he was never good for the Chargers. Like he was horrible. So Ryan Leaf is my first pick. Okay. Both Bradley. good picks. I mean, those are the two you think about all the time. Obviously, I've got the number yeah. three. But uh, I've got several here, too, that I'll go through and kind of – again, we're drafting the team, not the uh, the overall, uh, you know, overall bust. So my first pick is going to be David Carr of the Texans. Damn it. Was it. First overall. That's, that's 20, my nemesis. I hate that 22 guy. and 53 as a starter. Wow. Uh, zero Pro Bowl appearances. Had one good year, like you could say, in his rookie year, but never did anything uh, really solid there. Just so you guys know, in the draft, the Texans did not take uh, Julius Peppers, Ed Reed, or Dwight Freeney. They took Sad. David Carr. Sad. So uh, that's my first pick. Now, let's next... talk about David. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk, let's talk David about Carr David Carr tweeted at Jameis, and I had it in my mind to tweet at him one time every day. Until he apologized to Jameis, <laughs> I hate him. Like it, he's my least favorite player of all time. <laughs> I, I hate him. I hate him so much. I was I was actually going to pick <laughs> Brad, but I thought that he would get to me next pick. Uh, my 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 notes for these people. I have Derek Carr. F him is a kid show. I would like to say the word, <laughs> but that was my notes about De- David Carr. But great pick, Brad. Go ahead. Cool. My second pick. You might hate this one. It's current. But I think it's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be a big one as the years come on. We've already talked about it a lot, but my next one is Mitch Trubisky, and the reason why I bring up Trubisky is because not just him getting taken, you know, North terrible. Carolina. Maybe that. Was that? Because he's terrible. He's a horrible quarterback. He is horrible. He is horrible, and and. Hopefully, I mean, he, this could be a freezing cold take if he just turns into an MVP caliber quarterback as, you know, time progresses, he gets better. Who knows? I don't see it happening. But you can already kind of say that that's a bust because of the Mahomes and Watson thing that everybody talks about. Not only that, they traded up from three to two oh. with the Niners oh. to take him. So I would Touché. give them the benefit of the doubt, doubt if they just messed up and said, hey, we're going to take Trubisky at three. And then, you know, that just happens sometimes. But they traded up. They gave up a lot. And the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. So, like, yeah, I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. It's a current thing. Maybe it, you know, maybe not might not give me a win. But I think overall he will probably go down as top three, if not worse. Um, because he had all the pieces he needed uh, defensive-wise. You know, he had some targets. And it just it hasn't worked out, Hope, you know. I don't, I don't mind the Bears. I, I'd like to see them turn it around, especially with the defense. But we'll see. So those are my yeah. first two picks. Yeah, he sucks. Um, okay. All right. My next pick, it, I don't know if y'all are going to accept this next pick, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to go any Florida defensive back ever drafted. Can I, can I do that? Wow. Um, yeah, the jury says you can. I'm done. I yeah, mean, I, can, I can say okay. that. I can any see Florida it. DB ever drafted. I mean – the list goes on and on. When's the last time a Florida DB has been worth a crap? I think that might have just got you the dub. Horrible. What's what's that? It might have just got you the dub. Do you want to say any first round Florida? Because I mean, if they go in the sixth round, they had a couple good years. Any first round Florida DBs, or do you want to say? I don't know of any Florida DB like it, for a school. You got a mod black and picked off Drew Brees, but who? Stop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. This go ahead. Is- Sorry. 
Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about substitute teachers. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I don't think that there's any Florida DB that's ever any good. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, and I think the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted one that is going to be a bust too. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, good pick, good pick. My second pick will have to be – let's see here. Man, dude, it's tough. It's good because you guys haven't really messed with my list. My second pick is going to have to be Matt Leinert, USC. Yeah. Heisman winner. Yeah. Won, won the Heisman. Won, what, one or two national championships. One got vacated, whatever, whatever. Just never panned out. Tenth overall pick in the in the draft. He was an All American in college multiple times. He had 15 career touchdowns in the NFL, like 21 or 22 career interceptions, and then that was it. He rode off into the sunset. He's now like an analyst. So, yeah, for someone to be so dominant, or maybe was he a product of being surrounded by a ton of talent? You know, whatever. But going off of his credentials, he is a NFL draft bust. Yeah, for sure. Now you got next pick too. Oh shit. I got next pick. All right. My next pick, dude, this is so tough because I've got a guy that I really want to say, but uh I don't know. So you got Jamarcus Russell and you have I've got Jamarcus Russell and Matt Liner. Matt Liner. Um my second my third pick is gonna be Roberto Aguayo. Horrible yeah, horrible, horrible kicker phenomenal kicker at FSU yeah went went in the second round played what two years three years if that now know. he's gone now yeah. he's gone and yeah. the thing the thing about it I couldn't stand the guy when he was in college because he talked so much shit he was you know oh man the NFL is going to be easy they have wider goalposts and all this other stuff and he just bombed it that's one of those if you're a kicker I think Brad said this before in the podcast you You'd rather either go undrafted or get drafted late. Like I think maybe Tyne said it. Like if you get drafted, yeah, it was, that, yeah. if you get drafted that early, it's like man, there's so much pressure, and all kickers are head cases. So it's like, yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence, I, Lawrence Tynes. He's our friend, but he's also probably a head case. I don't. <laughs> he, he called. He called me out with the with the broken arm in yeah. my career. So I don't feel guilty calling kickers head cases. So I, I felt I feel bad for. For Robert Aguayo, I think that he could probably have had a decent career if he went late in the draft. But he yeah. is, I mean, a second-round pick, that's – that's he was definitely a bust. We're going to have some honorable mentions after this as well. So, go yeah. ahead. Who's, who's next? I am next. So, I am going to go – this is going to hurt you, Hudgens. Stop. I'm going to go RG3. Okay. The Redskins yeah. – That's actually the Redskins, the Redskins gave up three first-round picks. Yeah. For for good RG3. one, good one, and the guy just fun, fun, like phenomenal rookie year, rookie of the year, phenomenal yeah. rookie year. But when you give that up it. that much for a guy, you're you you want to build like a a team around him for years and years and years, fifteen so, years. You want to you want a franchise quarterback, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's he he did have a good rookie year, but I'm I'm picking him just because of what the Redskins gave up to trade to get him yeah that's a good point brad solid last pick here uh i'm going away from the quarterback i know most of them in quarterback my last pick is going to be trent richardson 
Yeah, I had and him. the reason why he I was on my list Trent, too. Yeah, Trent Richardson uh, picked number three overall. Some guys that went after him were Stephon Gilmore, Luke Kuechly, Don Terry Poe, uh, to name some of those guys. So like, you really need like I, Giants took running back at at number two. They took Trent Richardson at three. There, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll look back on it and say Saquon wasn't worth the number two pick. However, with Richardson, he had a decent rookie year, and then he just sucked. He played four total years in the league. He got traded the second year when he was with the Browns to the Colts. And, like, his second year, he rushed for 100 yards. His third year, he rushed for 400. Yeah. And then his his final year was, like, 500. So, like, in his first season, he rushed for 950. But that's that's just the Browns saying. There's so many honorable mentions, I'm sure, that we'll talk about Browns-wise that, you know, I tried to focus on guys that – you know, I had David Carr, who's taken first overall. Trubisky was taken second overall. And then Richardson, who's taken third overall. There's some other guys that we can talk about, but they were later in the draft that I had. Yeah. Um, that you could, they, you could look at them as busts, but you could be like, hey, they were taken at like 22 or a little bit later in the first round. Is that really considered a bust that they weren't number one overall or they didn't get traded up for? So that was kind of uh, my thing. So to recap again, Carr, Trubisky, Richardson are my – top three busts in the draft so okay i had i had honorable mention charles rogers receiver for michigan state he went second overall r.i.p i mean not to get dark here but r.i.p charles rogers he played 15 games in the league he went second overall and played 15 games and then like there's an old school guy tony mandarich who i think was Mm -hmm. awesome he he went second overall listen to the top five of that draft Troy Aikman went one. I think he went two. Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas, and then Dion. All f- the other four are Hall of Famers, and yeah. then you got you. I mean, that's that's rough. Jeez. Yeah, I had um, I had Dion Jordan, who got drafted by the uh, Dolphins in 2013. He was third overall pick. Started his entire rookie rookie year, but he didn't do very well. And since then, he just can't stay out of trouble. He's been suspended multiple times, and he can't stay healthy. I mean, I feel like he hasn't played a full season since 2013. Uh, he's, like, currently suspended right now, I think. Um, besides that, I had Johnny Manziel. Shout out, yep. Sab. Yep. Shout out, Sab. Johnny Manziel, he, you know, Heisman winner. He's got seven career touchdowns and seven career interceptions. So I guess you know he's, he's consistent, but he also texted the Browns management and said, "Take me and we'll run this league." Yeah. And uh, obviously that did not happen. So um, yeah, I had I had him too. What do you guys think about Vince Young? Is he a bust? I thought. Uh, I think I, he's a. I think he's technically he's a bust, but there's way bigger busts than him. Yeah, because Vince Vince made the Pro Bowl a few years and. You know, he's yeah. he's definitely not he's definitely, what people like. Yeah, he's not what people thought he would end up being. But at the same time, he's not nowhere near the biggest bust of all time. I man. think a lot of that too was coaching because they had Jeff Fisher, and he's been terrible everywhere he's like coached. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, um, I, I, I had I had Brian Bosworth, the Boz. Oh yeah, Boz, um, Heisman finalist, dominated college football unless he played Miami. And then he spent two years in the league. That was it. Yeah. So I had Blaine Gabbert as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I had they passed, yeah. 
to take to take him, they passed on J.J. Watt, Robert Quinn, Marquise Pouncey, and uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah, Shit. I had I had every shout out Rick every Jag like quarterback drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they've had they've had some absolute horror. Yeah, Gabbert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, terrible. There was one one where like people had traded up twice or traded back twice, and they missed out on like seven like Hall of Famers. Yeah, like researching yes, this. Researching this and like looking at the people and like the trades that happen to get these people, it's like, oh my god, yeah, how are these people GMs? Terrible. So that'll do it though. Th- this was this was a good triple play. Um, we're gonna throw it up on Twitter. We're not gonna put names. We're just gonna no. put. Yeah, don't put names. Just put the three people on each team. Yep, exactly. Um. That's about it. This, you guys, this is Brad's competition. I mean, Brad's won all but once. Yeah. Brad's not and winning I'm, this I'm gonna one, I'm going to vote for Brad just because he drafted David Carr. So, yeah. He's got <laughs> one vote in me. Um, Florida, Florida DBs is going to win it. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? You, you want to jump into this Jason Campbell interview? I know he was he was great. He uh, We talk – we talk NFL draft, then we talk his NFL career. Then at the end, we talk Auburn. We cover a, a, a ton of questions. Um, everybody, if you haven't heard of his podcast, it's Believe in Auburn on the Believe Network. Go check it out. Subscribe. And uh, what do you guys say? Y'all want to jump into it? Let's do it. All right. See you. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stadium Drive podcast. This is our interview segment brought to you by Manscaped. If everybody doesn't know, Manscaped is our sponsor. If you would, go to manscaped.com and use our promo code STADIUM for 20% off plus free shipping. It's a great deal. And now we have Jason Campbell, former Auburn Tiger quarterback and 10-year NFL vet, the host of Everything Auburn podcast on the Believe Network. What's going on, man? Hey, man, I can't call it, man. Just, uh, you know, out here trying to live life, make the most of the opportunities that we have right now. Um, you know, I know everyone is kind of, you know, shutting in right now with the pandemic. So, you know, I try to operate this time to get workouts in, trying to eat better, uh, you know. So, you know, just trying to make the most of it, man. You know, as long as you stay healthy, that's the most important part. Yeah, man, it's definitely crazy out here with – I hope all this stuff passes soon. I mean, I'm – I would be devastated if, if football season got canceled, which I, – I watched every pick of the draft being the uh, – uh, I mean, there's nothing with sports related going on right now. So, I was like, I got to do something. So, I just spent all, all three right. days and watched every pick. I'm like, man, there ain't nothing going on. So. <laughs> well, you, like you, I said, the draft actually did good. Um I think everyone's kind of nervous, you know, with all the electronics and everything with it being virtual, like, is it going to shut out because so many people are going to be on it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought they actually handled it really well uh, from the standpoint of, you know, all the guys were still able to be with some of their family members and still able to to interact. And, you know, they was able to raise a lot of proceeds. But I thought the NFL handled it really well. Yeah. I hear you. 
So, um, since we're talking about draft, out of the quarterbacks, and since you're a quarterback, out of the quarterbacks, who do you think has the biggest upside that got drafted? Ooh, man, that's a good one. Um, you know, that's a really good one. When I think about it, you know, maybe, maybe, um, I'd probably say Burrow, man, just because of the fact that this kid has been through so much. You know, like he was a kid that transferred from Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, ended up going to, to LSU, had to fight and battle for the position. Uh, had a pretty good junior year, but then his senior year, you know, he lit it up with Coach Brady and Coach Isaminger, a guy that I know really well. I just think that uh, when you go through something, I think it builds you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, nothing against Tua, but Tua's he's kind of been on the top at Alabama. You know, yeah. like they've they've always had athletes around them. They've always had an opportunity to be on the top and everyone always hunting for them. And I think, you know, with, with Joe, the year that he had playing in a pro-style offense, but I think he's built for the NFL to be able to handle all the things that he's throwing at him. I hear you. So, speaking of Burrow, what are, what are some of the keys for him not to lose confidence this first year? Because, I mean, let's be honest, the, the, the Bengals are probably not going to be very good. <laughs> so, and he said he's never been on a losing team. I don't, I don't know if that's facts mm-hmm. or if, that, if I just seen that online, but. I mean, what, what are the keys to not losing confidence? Yeah, that's the key, man. Like, for him, he got to understand he's coming from a winning program. You never had a losing record. And you go into Cincinnati, like, you got to understand there's – you got to break it up into segments. You know, it's, it's a 16-season, 16-game um, season. You got to break it up into quarters, four games, quarters. And I think for him is go in there, but don't expect to go in there and feel like I got to do everything. You know, like you got other professionals that's on the team. Everyone knows that they're trying to build, but go out there and compete at a high level. Control what you can control. Don't worry about things you can't control because it takes a lot more just a quarterback to lead in the NFL. You got to put all the pieces together. You got to put all the. You got to fill a lot of positions, and they're a young football team that's still trying to do that. So you know, yeah. hopefully they have a really good defense that won't put so much pressure on him to have to fight from behind in a lot of games. So he's just got to understand like this is a new new opportunity, but. You know, there's going to be some growing pains, you know, like there's going to be some growing pains until you can get to where you want. Yeah. What do you think about the Packers drafting Jordan Love? I think that was like the biggest (laughs) draft. Yeah, that shocked me a little bit because, you know, all the receivers that was in this draft and when you think about, you know, you think about the Packers, you know, they need somebody on the opposite side of Devontae Adams. You know, they need someone that can help stretch the field. And I feel like with all these guys that was in this draft, like 13 receivers, I think, drafted. Uh, the first two rounds, I think, was a record or something like that. Yeah. So you think about it, like, and they didn't get any one of them, and they went and got a quarterback. You know, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers already said he want to play four more, uh, at least until he's 40. And so you're talking about he's just turning 36. So why would you go get another quarterback when you were just in the NFC Championship game a year ago and you got an opportunity to try to get back and get to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. I just thought they reached with that pick. I just felt like, you know – I don't know. They're trying to light a fire up under him. I don't know how much fire you got to light up under a guy. You know, you went to the NFC Championship game. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, that was just kind of questionable, and uh, you know, may may backfire on him because Aaron may get may get upset. He said that they promised him weapons too. So I mean, I don't know if that was facts or whatever, but going and taking quarterback first round is pretty. I was gonna say, when you trade up in the draft like that, if you're gonna take a quarterback, you trade up in the draft like that. That means you're trading up for this guy to play immediately within either the first year or the second year. You would you think, know, like, yeah. you're not drafting a guy like that to sit for four years. Of course, they did that with him when they had Brett Favre there, and uh, it worked out for him. 
But when you think about this situation, like, you know, guys are playing well into their early 40s nowadays. So it's kind of changed back then when Brett Favre was playing. 36, 37 was kind of when guys was out of there. And uh, so times have changed. And I just feel like you get this guy some more weapons, you have opportunity to try to go to the Super Bowl. You got to maximize the now. And I think Aaron's probably like, y'all pass up on the now for the future. You know, yeah. like, we was one game away from the Super Bowl. Like, why not fill us with all the positions that we need, especially at that pick? Yeah, I agree with that. What uh, you think about uh, what do you think about Hurts going to the Eagles? Yeah, like, I, think that's good. I, see, I think they're I think they going to use Hurts uh, the same way that uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, mm-hmm. use their quarterback. Taysom Hill, yeah. Um, Taysom Hill, I yeah. think because, yeah, because he's a wildcat type of guy. Uh, I feel like they're going to add some some things to their offense. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson loves dialing up plays. If everyone saw the Super Bowl a few years ago, you know, he's not afraid to dial up the unordinary. And I think, uh, you know, it's a great fit for Jalen because, you know, Wentz has been injury prone. And uh, so he definitely has to stay ready and be ready. But I think they looking at this situation like, hey, we need to draft another guy just in case Wentz does get hurt. We still got a younger guy that we can run our mm-hmm. offense through because we can utilize him in so many different ways, and we can play him ten to fifteen plays a game if need be. Yeah. Do you think there are any underrated quarterbacks that went like from or Eason, or how do you feel about those guys? Uh, you know, I thought From could have came back another year. Um, I agree. I mm-hmm. think for him, I had already said that because he he left. Uh, I think based off his running back leaving, his his lineman leaving so many guys around him was depleting going to the draft i think he felt like hey this is just my time to go ahead and go because i thought his first two years at georgia was way better than his junior year mm-hmm. so i feel like if he came back for another year he would have helped himself but um you know at easton though easton is a big arm quarterback i think it just takes him getting to the right system like he started out this year hot but then he kind of kept fading you know yeah. the rest of the season i think that kind of hurt him uh, from that standpoint. So, you know, I think both of these guys in the NFL, you just got to get in the right program and the right fit. But uh, mm-hmm. I definitely thought Fromm could have came back another year. But with Eason, uh, you know, he's a big-arm guy. He's tall. So it all depends on where the chips fall for him. Yeah. And then Justin Herbert, I I assume he's going to be the guy in uh, – where do you go, the Chargers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, who who else? They've got Tyrod, right? Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, they got Tyrod Taylor there and, uh, and Herbert. Yeah, so I'm. I don't know. I would imagine. I would imagine. I'm about plays. Yeah, I like Justin. You know, so I like Justin Herbert. Uh, we played against him last year, first game out in Dallas. Um, you know, he's a tall kid, proto style looking quarterback. Um, like I say, he's a little different scenario than than you know than Burrow and Tua because he didn't have all the same kind of athletes with him. You know, out in Oregon, and yeah. uh, they had a really good run game, but you know, he didn't. You know, he, he had to put up a lot of points every game in order for them to contend and win. Um, but I definitely think him being a West Coast guy, him not having to go too far from home helps in a lot of ways. And uh, one thing I know about about uh, the Chargers is they're going to have a good defense. And they got weapons. Yeah. He got some receivers to throw to. So, you know, for him, that's a good fit and uh, and everything. Now, he got Tyrod there to help him. That's the other thing. Like, I don't think they have to feel pressure to start him right off the bat because Tyrod mm-hmm. is a veteran. And he can kind of feel the position until they feel like the young kid is ready. I hear you. Let's um, let's transition over to when you played. You uh, you got drafted by my Skins. I'm a huge Redskins fan. Okay. We haven't been very good here lately, but um, <laughs> you 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 went in the first round. Take a kind of take us through that night. Like, 
did you have any idea you were going to go first round or? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I had yeah. actually talked to them a couple of weeks before that. And they told me they was on trade up in the draft to take me. Oh, okay. Um, they had to wait to, yeah, they had to wait to the draft day to figure out which position it was going to be. But uh, yeah, I had a, I had an early clue that they was going to take me in the first round. And uh, I thought I might go earlier. Yeah. Uh, just uh, all depend on, like I said, all depend on which picks and what the team needed at the time. And, uh, you know, I got drafted by the Redskins, Joe Gibbs, you know, who is a Hall of Fame type guy, yeah. you know, and uh, someone that's, you know, he cares about you just as well as a person, not just as a football player. And I learned so much from him under his toolage. And, uh, you know, D.C. is a great city. You know, I enjoyed the time in D.C. Of course, it was just my reckon sometimes because I had to go through so many different changes and, and so much craziness. But, yeah. you know, all that stuff you can't control, man. You just do the best you can and keep moving. Yeah, I hear you. Your – um. You sat your rookie year. Did was that was that expected, or or were you disappointed not to be named the starter? Um, I knew it was going to be difficult. Um, you know, they had Mark Burnell there. You know, a veteran they had just signed uh, the year before, and uh, I think they kind of wanted him to kind of you know toolish me a little bit, help me, and then also Patrick Ramsey was there. They had just drafted mm-hmm. him in the first round. I feel like uh, two years before that, so. I think going into it, I kind of knew, like, okay, they're going to try to give the young kid, Patrick, the opportunity first. You know, saying that if it doesn't go, they're going to go to Mark Burnell, and then they'll work me into it for the next season. Yeah. Now, me being who I am and as a competitor, of course, I would like to go in there and compete for the whole job, you know, yeah. my rookie year, because, you know, coming out the year we had at Auburn, you know, your confidence is at an all time high. And, uh, you know, it's kind of tough to sit there and watch when you see Ronnie and Cadillac and Carlos and all the guys I played with at Auburn out on the field playing and you know yeah. you have to sit there and wait your turn so that was tough because you feel like you lose your rhythm at the same time i learned a lot i was able to mold on the on the mark the nail is what it what it is and you're supposed to do as a, as a starting quarterback in the national football league hey. so um how big was the jump from college to nfl was it was it like mind-blowing or, or was, you know, it's the <laughs> same game you just keep keep rolling uh, I wasn't too bad, man, just because playing the SEC, shoot, man, you're like the mm-hmm. miniature uh, NFL, you know, most I mean, of the guys you see in, on Saturdays in Italy, you're going to see on Sundays, you know, yeah. at some point. So I remember my freshman year at Auburn, you know, playing against the guys, Richard Seymour's and the Scrows at uh, Georgia, you know, and Sean Alexander and all those guys that was at Alabama, same guys you saw when you got to the NFL. Oh yeah. You know, just uh so the SEC is just loaded with talent and uh you saw this year we set a record again, you know, for having the most picks in the draft. And uh, I just think the the speed of the game and the SEC prepares you for the NFL. Once I got to the NFL, yes, you know, what you call opening college is um I mean what you call covered in college is considered opening in NFL. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is the guy's got a foot on the guy. <laughs> That's yeah. open, <laughs> you know, in college, it's like, ah, uh, you know, he's kind of covered. So you learn how to fit balls in there because it takes a lot of trust and, and you understand, like, what's the difference in that scenario. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Well, you, you talked about Auburn. What what made you pick Auburn when you were going through the recruiting process? Yeah, you know, recruiting, it, it was fun. Um, like I said, it came down between Auburn, LSU, and Georgia, and uh, Tennessee, Mississippi State. But uh, for me, uh, Auburn felt like family. Uh, you know, you always hear that, and you blah. But no, nah, when I went on my visit, they was playing Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and I had just left Athens the week before when Georgia was playing Auburn. Oh wow! And uh, and Georgia had lost to Auburn, and I saw how the fan base was, and then I was like, oh, uh, like they wasn't, you know, supporting the players too 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 hard. So then I came to Auburn this week, 
in a big rivalry game against Alabama, you know, Auburn lose a heartbreaker uh, at the end, and all the fans were just like kind of teary-eyed, and no one was dogging the players, you know, and it was just like they were still supporting their guys, and it just felt like a family. You know, it just felt like, uh, you know, like that's what I wanted to be a part of because that's what I was used to in my high school. You know, my high school was that's the same way. Like, you know, you win and lose together. Yeah, you know, but you ultimately you support each other, and I feel like they did that. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk about the undefeated season for a second, and it's crazy to me, like nowadays, to have an undefeated SEC team to think that they wouldn't get into the national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a part of that team, how crazy was that? Yeah, it was crazy. You know, like I, I feel like you know we made our mark though. Our mark was we opened it up for the playoff talk. And yeah. I feel like had it not been for that season, the playoff talk wouldn't have started because everything started after that year. Everyone was like, how you leave out the SEC team that went undefeated and beat four teams in the top ten? Yeah, and, that's uh, ridiculous. And, uh, you know, that was kind of crazy. But after after that span, the SEC won seven in a row. And then, you know, they started – the playoff talk started, of course. It took mm-hmm. a few years. But after the 2010 season, they started – trying to have a playoff system. So I feel like our impact on football, that we changed football. We changed college football to giving teams an equal opportunity to play for the national championship. So, you know, we got our national championship rings, but it should have been nice to play USC again because we felt like we, we wanted to. Yeah. Do you like the four playoff team system or would you expect it to expand to six or eight or something in the future? I expect them to expand. I think four was something they was going to start off with, see how it go. Like, yes, the last two years has kind of played out well for them. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, there are some teams, like if you want the six, you can kind of do like an NFL playoff, you know, where the top two teams may get a bye the first mm-hmm. week and the other four teams play each other. And then the next week, the two, you know, the two that have the bye week play and then you end up playing for the national championship. You know, I think that's one way they may look at it, uh, just to make sure they're not leaving anyone out. Because, you know, there are every year is going to be somebody saying, hey, man, you know, how we get left out? We just yeah, yeah. right, you know, so. I'm a Georgia fan, like, so I yeah, feel so, that. You know, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it, you know what I'm saying? So I understand, like, it is, you know, equal opportunity because everyone always knows Alabama lose one game that, for whatever reason they're always in a playoff hunt. So, mm-hmm. you know, but Georgia had one loss and they not in the playoff hunt. But, you know, so I, I get it. You know, everyone wants that opportunity to have equal. Yeah, I hear you. Let's – um. I want to backtrack for a minute. I'm, I'm a huge Miami fan. I love them. Do uh-huh. you um, do you have any good Sean Taylor stories? I know you guys played. Oh, it's Doc. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> yeah, it's Doc was my guy, man. Uh, you know, played with him in Washington. Uh, it's Doc. After every practice, he used to try to make me stay out. Well, he didn't have to try. We used to, both used to stay out the practice, and I would stay out, be doing some extra throwing. And he'll be doing some extra running, and then he'll come over to where I'm at, and he'd be like, hey, man, uh, give me some balls and everything. I was like, all right, what you want to do? So he would line up at safety, and he'd be like, I want you to throw a couple go routes, but don't tell me which side you're throwing it to. I'm just going to play middle safety, and you get ready to throw it, just turn and throw it, and I got to go get the ball before wow. it hits the ground. So I was just like, all right, you know, so we would do it, and I would take my five-step drop, and then I would act like I'm throwing it to receive on a go ball, and he didn't know which way it's going. Now, so he takes off. And he tracks the ball down like a like a like a tiger, man. Just like, <laughs> like, like he just he just I'm like man, I'm like good great. Like he go catch that. He still has room and bounds to get two feet in. And then you yeah. see that happening. Then you get in the games on Sunday. We playing Green Bay that year, and he got far twice. 
and uh and everything and like he was so long and rangy and fast and could hit you he put, i saw him put fear in uh to eyes when we played the cowboys uh, he caught to coming over the middle one time and to wanted no parts of coming over the middle anymore and uh, i saw him short on some balls because of sean taylor and sean taylor did that to a lot of receivers yeah and uh, this guy would have been a first ballot hall of fame man oh, it's just yeah. unfortunately what happened um I remember the night we got the news. I was in, we was just came back from playing Tampa, and yeah. uh, we came back and you know we got the news and everything. And it's like your heart drop, you know. First they like, hey, everybody just need to pray, and then a couple hours later they're talking about, you know, we need everybody to come in at six in the morning, you know, shine and make it. And you just like, what? Like, damn. Like it just didn't seem so real, you know. It just. Uh, like you could hear a pin drop the next morning at the meeting, like nobody could say anything. Like it was yeah. just like that hurt, you know. That one, that one stuck with us for a while. Yeah, I um, I'll never forget. I believe it was the it was the first game that you guys played <clears throat> after the the incident happened, and um, you guys didn't have a safety on the field, or you know, his mm-hmm. you left his position open. I believe y'all were playing the Bills. Yeah, I'll just Thursday that just night, yeah, always stuck out. I will never forget that. Yeah, yeah. They uh coach, you know, talked about it and they said, Hey, you know, we're gonna line up with ten people on the field. Yeah. You know, and uh in honor of Sean and um and everything. So, you know, that was that was deep. Uh that was definitely deep. That was one of the hardest games to play in though. You know, we had oh, yeah. just not too long come from from down in uh in Florida, you know, having this funeral and everything and you know, practice that week was weird. We still almost won the game, but it was just like your mind was so less on the game. It's just more yeah. about, mm-hmm. hey, man, we lost our brother. You know what I'm saying? We lost our teammate and uh, and everything. And even the week after that, you know, it was just still tough. It just it took us a little bit of time to uh, to kind of to get back to normal. Yeah. Whew, man. So, um, what was your favorite franchise to play for? Not not necessarily. I guess the best culture. Where did you have the most fun? Was it DC or, or was it? Well, I, I, I say that I enjoyed DC because I had some really good teammates in the ways. Uh, DC, yeah. I love Washington. I love the city of Washington. Um, you know, one of the greatest, greatest places in the United States. Like it's fun. Uh, I enjoyed that aspect. So it was hard when I got traded to Oakland. But when I got to Oakland, I tell you what, man, I enjoyed it. I went out there not knowing what's going to happen because they hadn't been good in so long. Yeah, and I got out there, man. They had a young nucleus. They was trading and getting young guys, and uh, that whole Bay Area, man, it's nice living out there. Like I got used to California for a little while, and uh, <laughs> going to the going to the wineries, going to Napa. Yeah. Oh, you know, geez. I training camp was in Napa Valley. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. And then uh, and we started winning. Like our first year was eight and eight. Uh, I missed a couple games, but when I started, I was eight and four. That year as a starter. Then next year we start out. We're doing really good. We're sporting two, and I break my collarbone. So, yeah. Oakland was a really good spot, man. We was on the up and up with a young nucleus, and like the NFL always does, everybody panics and start making all these trades and everything. It kind of messed up our team. Yeah. Do you keep up more with the Raiders or the Redskins, or is there? I know you have the Raiders have uh, that right now, but I kind of keep up with everybody. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a Raiders fan, I'm a Redskins fan. Um, you know, I got guys I know to play with other teams. You know, I kind of support them. Uh, and everything so I'm just now more of an analyst where I kind of watch the game so I can talk mm-hmm. about it more so yeah. than like just being in depth about okay who won who lost today but uh just more so just keeping up with the game so I kind of yeah. get enjoyed from a fan perspective and an analyst perspective nowadays how do you think that jump from uh, Oakland uh, sorry, go ahead, uh, 
a Raiders fan as wild as, as everybody says, like the black hole, <laughs> all that. Oh, yeah, a Raider fan, man. Once you're in a Raider Nation, man, you're always in green. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Raider Nation is uh, it, it's the truth, man. They had a jail at our stadium in Oakland. <laughs> Really? So people yeah, so people literally got locked up during games. We were playing Kansas City one year, and it got real rowdy, man. They had to lock a few people up. And then we played man. San Francisco in a preseason game, and they had to lock some people up. So, yeah, it's a, it was a legitimate jail inside the stadium because behavior. Holy do you think God. that'll transition over to Vegas? Like, do you think the, I don't know, the man. It's something, special about the black, it's something special about the black hole, man. Like, you know, playing in Oakland, like, Oak, living in the Oakland, playing in the Oakland, when you think about the Oakland Raiders, it fit that city. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. rough, tough, you know what I'm saying? like So iconic. Yeah, it fit that city. So, you know, to be moving to Vegas, you know, it's kind of hurtful. You know, a lot of people want to see them stay in, uh, stay in Oakland, and now you're in Vegas. And, you know, if I'm a young player going to Vegas, the one thing they got to be, you know, uh, on their P's and Q's about is, man, like the nightlife. Like we can't be just out – all times of the night because Vegas don't sleep. You know, mm-hmm. you got to understand what you're there for. And I yeah, think that's true. the biggest thing for the coaches is trying to make sure these young guys are, are understanding why they're, why they're there. Yeah. And you see where that stadium's built at, right? Like across the highway from uh, like the uh, Bellagio and <laughs> Caesars Palace. And, I mean, they literally – Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that's man. It's going to be a lot of folks going to Raider games. And the only thing about that, when you came to Oakland to go to a Raider game, you was a real Raider fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to you go to Vegas to a Raider game, I don't think mm-hmm. all the people going to be Raider fans. You know, I think some people just going to be there because they're there in Vegas already, having a good time. And then they, now they go over to the game and everything. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I just hope you guys don't be going to these these uh, casinos losing all their money either. You know, that's the other thing. You know, you got that right at – because I knew guys would leave on – I was in Oakland. They would leave on Monday. Cause we was off on Tuesday and leave Monday night, and they stay in Vegas and gamble and come back Tuesday mm-hmm. night. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now wow. the guys don't have to do that. It's in their backyard. You know, I just, I just hope it goes well, man. These kids don't, yeah. don't lose their money doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Shout out, shout out, Michael, Michael Jordan for the gambling, allegedly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move over to some um, to some current Auburn things before we let you go. I've gotten a ton of questions, but I kind of kind of narrowed them down. Um, what's your opinion on Bo Nix, and how did he do as a freshman, and how can he improve? Yeah, I thought uh, Bo, you know, he had one of the toughest schedules uh, in all yeah. of college football last year. You know, to yeah. come in as a true freshman and have to lead a football team through that, uh, I thought was a uh, was a tough, tough schedule. Uh, I thought he really got better from from the start of the year. I think in the Oregon game, I think he felt like he had to make every play in the first half, and he kind of looked a little rough because in high school, you're used to making every play because you're so athletic. You yeah. just, you know, it's easy. But at that level, I think he learned at halftime. I think Coach Malzahn had to talk with him and everything. He said, hey, look, you don't have to win every play. You know, we got a defense. We got players who can make plays for you just live to get us to the next down without having turnovers. And I think for the next five weeks, he didn't have an interception after that game. So yeah. I think he learned a lot. I think he uh, matured. I thought in the Alabama game, growing up in that state, for him, he understands the the, magnif- the magnitude of it. And for him to go out there and win that game in a hostile environment uh, against Alabama in his freshman year like that, I think as a true freshman, I thought he showed some uh, some real growth. And uh, you know, to now have a 
Chad Morris, who's offense coordinator, and, and him and Malzahn were working together to build plays for him. Yeah. I think he's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the favorite for the SEC West this year? I know LSU's lost a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama's question mark at quarterback. Who, who do you think the favorite is? Well, I think, you know, not being biased, I think it has to be Auburn. Uh, yeah. You know, if you look at it, all the things, is either Auburn or Texas A&M. And I yeah. say that because Texas A&M has Munn coming back. You know, he's probably uh, the most veteran quarterback in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, Bo Niss is now the second most veteran quarterback in the SEC. You know, That's crazy. Money going into the second year because of all the guys that left this year. And, yeah. uh, and you know, not going through spring ball, I think, plays in the hands of Auburn and Texas A&M because they're two veteran quarterbacks. Uh, they already know, and you know, what these guys can do and what they can't do, you know. So where these other teams, they're trying to figure out, like, who's our starting quarterback going to be? And usually you have spring scrimmages and, and, and things like that to go through to figure to see how guys handle the situation. But now you're not going to have that opportunity. They're going to have to pick a guy pretty early in camp, and they're going to be rolling with their guy. And they won't find out until in-game situation. So I feel like even though we lost a lot on defense, uh, I feel like we had uh, some guys that played a lot last year on that side of the ball that's, that's experienced. And I feel like on offensively, we got a lot of receivers coming back. We signed some really good receivers. We got a, the number one running back in the state of Georgia, uh, you know, that's going to be with us this year. Um, so I feel like, you know, the two running backs that we already have there. So I feel like we have an opportunity, man, to, to have a really good football team, a good year. And I think the schedule lines up for us to have a good year. Uh, I think we just got to make sure we take one game at a time. Now, I, I got this question, and I figured I would ask: Do yeah. you think Do you think Auburn is recruiting the right um, talent at quarterback as of late? Well, I think people. I think they recruit, you know, for their system. You yeah. know, uh, you know, for what sits their system. I think you know, you think about Stidham. Stidham is is not a dual threat quarterback. You know, um, but he made it work because Carryon was so was so good running the football. Yeah. And, uh, and everything. They was able to do so many things with carry on and everything in the run game that his play action pass was really good off of. Then when you took carry on away the next year, you know, he wasn't able to be the same still. Right. Um, because Gus's offense requires you to be like a Deshaun Watson, requires you to be like, uh, you know, those guys are like uh, Nick Marshall. You know, yeah. like that's when his offense is so effective. So with Bo, Bo fits that. You know, Bo is a quarterback that can run. He can he can do a threat quarterback. He loves to get outside the pocket and everything. So I think I think after Stidham, I think they realized like, hey, we need to get someone that fits a dual threat, that fits our system, that makes our system go. Because yeah. it's a good system when you got the guy back there pulling the trigger that can be a dual threat. Right. I hear you. What uh would you ever consider a coaching position at Auburn? Uh, I've had opportunities uh, to maybe oh, really? go down and, and start to get on there and everything when I first came out of the NFL. But, you know, after being around the game for so long and traveling all the time, I yeah. kind of wanted to go the radio route and be part of the Auburn Sports Radio Program and, and not give up so many hours of just football, football, football. Yeah. Even though I love the game. I love working with young kids, developing them for the game. So it gives me an opportunity to have my hands on my nephews, have my hands on uh, young kids in the area as far as, like, getting them a chance to play and develop them. And, uh, and I enjoy high school football. You know, yeah. I enjoy high school football. I enjoy doing the radio aspect of it. And I, you know, those guys work hard, man. Those guys, I, I commend Coach Malzahn and all the coaches. Oh, yeah, They work extremely. It's a ton of hours, man. It's Brutal. Recruiting. You know, like, you, you give up so much family time, man. I just feel like I've already done that in my yeah. career. So, yeah. I didn't want to take another approach. 
Yeah. I, do you can... uh no, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna ask, uh, do you talk to Cam Newton often? Uh obviously free agent now in NFL, do you guys talk or I don't know how big like the camaraderie is between guys that went to Auburn and all that. Like do you guys communicate? Well, you know, I'm six years older than him. Uh when he first came out, yeah. we used to talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, we used to talk a lot when he first came out. I was, you know, more like a mentor. Yeah. Uh, when he first came in the NFL. But, you know, once he kind of blew up in the NFL and everything and people pulling at him left and right, you know, we kind of lost touch. But uh, when mm. we see each other, we definitely talk about things and link up. But, um, you know, I've been over to his house before for the events and stuff. Oh, but, nice. uh, you know, with everything going on now, you know, we didn't have a chance mm-hmm. to – yeah, no one to be over anyone. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you know. I'm pretty sure he's 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 probably like a little upset with Carolina because mm-hmm. they could have let him go early. Yeah. Um, and everything gave him opportunity to get signed with a team, and uh, they held on to him and didn't let him go after these teams that signed quarterbacks. I thought it was kind of like not good business for a guy that's been with your franchise so long and took him to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think for him, he'll probably end up signing somewhere before training camp starts. Around yeah. that time, I think teams going to go through OTAs, see what they have at the quarterback position, and see what they got. If they like what they see, and they don't make a move. If they don't like what they see, I think they'll bring their call Cam. He'll be the first guy they bring in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that, like, a, a Patriots or a Jacksonville or – Somebody like that hasn't. Yeah, I think they want to roll with the young guys through OTAs. You know, yeah. by having Cam presence there, making those guys nervous. You know, I think he want. I think they want to see like, okay, let's see what we got in these guys mm-hmm. before we go mm-hmm. offer him. You know, to come be our quarterback and pay him good money. You know, so right. I think you go through OTAs, go through mini camps, and then they already know Cam has experience. It's something you can't teach. You know, so they're not worried about that. They're just like, hey, if we don't like what we see in OTAs and mini camps then we can make the call. But we right. like what we see. But we first need to give ourselves an opportunity to see do we like what we already have. And right. uh, I think that's the stance in that. I hear you. All right, man, I got, I've got, i got two more questions for you, and I'll just go ahead and do them back-to-back. Um, the first question is, what's your favorite moment of your Auburn career? And then the second question is, if you're like a sports memorabilia guy, what's like your favorite piece of memorabilia that you have? All right. I'd probably say my favorite moment at Auburn is uh, winning a, winning the SEC championship and then going on winning the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, man. The reason I say that is, you know, we was a, you know Auburn hadn't won uh, you know, an SEC championship outright like in a long time. And I think we was the first to do that. And, uh, yeah. and that was huge. And then to win the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans was a big deal. But the most memorable moment um, at Auburn, hands down, is the LSU game, 2004 at home, mm. the fourth and 12 to Courtney Taylor. Oof. And then they hit Courtney Taylor on third and well, – I think it was like third and 11, third and 10 in the back of the end zone. Uh, that's the loudest I've heard it. Place going crazy. Uh, that game changed our whole season because yeah. once we – because they was like number four in the nation or something and back, uh, defending national champs, and we knew – that was going to be our hardest one to, to win that side of the, the, the division. And yeah. uh, to win that game, man, that's today is still one of the hardest hitting games I've ever been a part of because I think they said over 25 players that was on the field that they played in the NFL. You know, that was – That was a tough hitting game. And then uh, my favorite memorabilia, who? Ah, I would probably have to say when I got to the Redskins, they gave me a football with a glass with all the – 
the Super Bowl winning quarterback MVPs to play for the Redskins. So, oh, that's you know, awesome. Yeah, so to have Rippin and Doug Williams and, yeah. and my man Joe, Joe Theismann, yeah. you know, have mm-hmm. those guys' names on there. And then to, to meet Johnny, Sonny Jurgensen, uh, he was doing our radio and stuff. To, yeah. to meet those guys, man, they had a relationship and just sit out with Sonny smoking a cigar and talking to you about football and, Dude. and everything. Like, that was, you know what I'm saying, that was historic, man. I was I was actually when I was in D.C. area, I was linked with a lot of the older players, man, from yeah. Dara Green, man, to, you know, just, you know, even the, the fast receivers that they had back in the day, you know. It was just uh, – it was fun, man. I just got an opportunity to – to meet those guys and uh, and everything, I just feel like had things been operated better, we really could have had a lot of success there. Oh yeah, I completely agree. You uh, you ever link up with uh Chris Cooley, your old tight end? Yeah, I know Chris. Chris, uh, you know he's doing radio up in DC now for the yeah. Redskins and yeah. uh, and everything. So he's doing a great job. I always knew he would stay in that area and do some things. I almost stayed in that area, but uh, you know I want to be closer back to Auburn. Um, yeah, you know back to my base, back to where a lot of my friends graduated and live at. In the Atlanta area, okay. but uh, yeah, Chris Cooley's doing a great job. Santana Moss is on the Comcast Network. He's still living up in the area, so it's a lot of yeah. guys still stay there, still doing a lot of work. So uh, I'm able to keep in communication with a pretty good bit of. Okay. I actually have uh, two more questions for you before you hop off. If you don't mind, uh, I'm a big Giants fan. Uh, we're talking NFC East a bit. I'm just curious. Did you have like a team that you hated the most, Cowboys? Eagles, Giants, or kind of how'd that work for you when you were playing? Yeah, mine was the Cowboys, man. Like, uh, all right, cool. We can know, be friends. Cowboy fans are kind of like <laughs> Alabama fans to me, man. Like, oh. they like they come out the woodwork, man, when they're doing yeah. good, and then yeah. you know, yeah. well, they're not doing too hot. You can't find them. I um since Irvin and Aikman, so. yeah. <laughs> and I used cool. to like I used to like them when Irvin and Aikman and mm-hmm. Emmitt was playing. You know, mm. but then once the new yeah. the new regime started, you know, it's just kind of like, man, where was all these Bama fans when Bama wasn't doing too hot? You know, I, what I'm saying? now all of a sudden everybody's Bama fans. You know, so I've got I've got so much respect for Alabama fans that were fans back in 2006 and 2005. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. Now, I mean. We're in South Georgia. Right, that's easy. Yeah, they million. just say, oh, I want to be a Bama fan. Yeah, they almost win yeah. the national championship almost every other year. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. ride with me when, when, you know, they just average. Yeah. That's why I say My go last... Canes, man. We, I mean, we've been horrible for 20 years. <laughs> 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 My last well, question for you. Since 2005, probably. Yeah. My last, my last question for you was, what was your favorite stadium to play in, both in college and NFL? Not, not home, obviously, but if you were to pick a road. Yeah. Uh, stadium. Uh, what would you pick? Favorite stadium playing in college, I'd probably say Tennessee uh, at nighttime. The reason mm-hmm. I say that is, mm-hmm. the reason I chose that over LSU because LSU is super loud. It's crazy. But Tennessee at nighttime, man, pulling up to that stadium on the river, it's oh, just yeah. an awesome view, man. Like, it's shoot, 110,000 people in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a sea of orange. And you know it's just you against everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. so I love playing in that stadium. And the pros, uh, man, the pros, Kansas City. Uh reason I say Kansas oh, City yeah. is because, you know, it's, it reminds me of college. They do the whole tomahawk chalk, uh, mm-hmm. chalk. Uh, they feed us after the game, you know, for the visiting team. Oh, nice. But it feels like it's like a college atmosphere, man. And uh, that place gets rocking. I really like it. Huh. Yeah, I lived in uh, Nebraska for a few years. And when the, when the Chiefs were like – they 
time frame. I went to Arrowhead and it was the loudest stadium I've ever been in. I'm like, how? You see this thing oh, that's yeah. four wins. It's loud as hell in there. Yeah, so. yeah. Win or wild, lose, man. they win or lose, they are in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, man. Come on. I, I, I super really appreciate you jumping on. I know you're a busy guy. Um, had fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, y'all thanks, take care, dude, man. thanks for helping out, man. Yeah, yeah man. y'all, uh, y'all take care. Stay safe out here, and uh, yeah, wish y'all the best. All right, man. I appreciate it. Cool, man. We'll keep All in right. touch. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem, buddy. And hey, if y'all don't mind, y'all push my podcast for me. Believe in everything. All yeah, 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 yeah. Believe in yeah, everything. All of them. Yeah, the yeah, believe network. Go out and yeah, hundred percent, dude. We'll do. Yeah, man. All right, then. all right, then. Bet. Appreciate it. All right, man. See you. Thanks. Cool, man.